Welcome to the Nightmare Engine Podcast with your hosts, horror authors, David Virgutz and Jay Bauer, where they discuss all things horror, books, movies, stories. Nothing is off limits. Nothing is safe. And neither are you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to episode nine of the Nightmare Engine podcast. We have been out on hiatus for just a little bit, but happy to be back in the studio. This time we've got uh, some really, really cool updates, some some new and different stuff that, that readers, hopefully you guys, will, will come to just absolutely eat up. So, Jay, are, are you there, man? I am. Hello, David. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I know it's um, I know it's been a bit since we've been together on this type of stuff, but I, I'm glad. I I really enjoy these, and and I I think the readers enjoy it too. So we're gonna try and get a little bit more consistent. I think that's fair to you know fair to everybody else, and kind of fair to us is get a little more consistent. I think we're pushing for every other week. Um, I think that'll work. Yeah, I think I would love to do that so that um, everyone that's listening can know when to expect some new episodes and keep us on our toes. But I think I think it's doable, and I think uh, I think it won't overburden any of. Yeah, and and that gives us plenty of time too to schedule out authors in advance. Trying to get three of us from often, you know, three different parts of the world is um, sometimes tough. Like we get a lot of uh, had a, uh, an author Boris is from Serbia. Uh, that was interesting to get him on. We had um, Lee Mountford from the UK. So we just um, we've got people from all over the place and we're trying to get you guys some, some new and interesting faces in the indie, in the indie author, uh, indie horror community. Um, so we're doing the best we can bear with us. We got families, got lives, but we are going to be working on consistency over the next coming weeks. But speaking of, uh, uh, weeks, what, what have you been up to, man? Like, (laughs) I know we talk from time to time, but let's get official with it. Let's put it on the record. Let's, let's get, uh, give me the news and the updates. Yeah, for sure. So, but by the time this releases, everybody will know that I've got my uh, short story collection, Hanging Corpses, just came out a little over a week ago. I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out. So, Hanging Corpses came out in uh, May, May 23rd, and uh, it's been pretty well received so far. Um, the cover has just been absolutely stunning. Um, that's been pulling so many people in, and then. When they start reading it, they're like, oh, this is pretty good, which is an awesome feeling. Uh, but uh, Hanging Corpses came out, uh, 15 short stories. It, it's just something that um, I, I enjoy doing the short stories. I, I started writing with short stories, and um, it just they built up over a while, you know, over a certain amount of time, and then get to put those out. You know, I got the three Dead Blood books that came out earlier this year. Those have been uh, really well received as well. Uh, you know, nothing like putting a, a vampire in a world of, of zombies to try to find some fresh blood, you know. Uh, but that's that's gone over uh, really well. I'm working on a couple other projects at the moment. Uh, one of them is a novel that's called Every Time I Die. And that one, I don't want to say too much about my plans for it. I will talk a little bit about the story. That's not a problem. Uh, and, and in this particular uh, piece. A man is basically cursed. He he has to commit uh, murders every once in a while for this specific demon. If he doesn't, then he, he's cursed to die a horrible death. Then he gets to come back. He, he basically, he gets to be reincarnated as himself again uh, and 
has to keep doing it. So he has to keep killing or get killed. And um, so it's kind of brutal. Um, little little demon in there. Uh, a lot of fun to write, I will say that. I'm actually uh, also working on another book in the Dead Blood series, about a third of the way into that one. Uh, just kind of continuing the story. I've had a couple people uh, say like, hey, man, book three ended really well. Why are you doing more? I was like, there's there's more story there. There's a lot uh, I'd like to do. And I've, I've had a lot of ideas for a while about um, what could be coming after those first three books. So we'll see how many more it gets. And then I've got another project, but we'll save that because we're going to talk about that in a little bit uh, as far as kind of what's coming up soon so what about you man give us a recap where you're at what's been going on and and what's what's happening yeah man so in in the process of uh currently reskinning a bunch of my books and i think that's it's really important and just from author to reader like i want you guys have have awesome covers to look at you know to to be able to look at that book and just get a feeling from it because you know covers really do sell the book if it's not an interesting cover i don't think you're going to pick it up you know, and so I owe it to you to make sure that you guys have some really, really cool covers that really attract your attention. You know, kind of give some pride and ownership. You know, be able to look at them in your shelf and be like, man, you know, have other people walk by and say, what book is that? And uh, so that's that's a big one for me. Um, and then I'm I'm currently at the uh, re-edit stage since I have a little bit of time um, before I start my next big project on uh, finishing up and re-editing Old Scratch. And so this is one of my favorite types of tales. And that is cultist style tales, you know, religion and cults, you know, think David Koresh and, you know, the Branch Davidians, Jonestown, that sort of feel. Uh, and I, I really, really love to capture the fanaticism that comes with the cults. Um, so finishing up those edits and, and then once that new skin is in, I'll make sure that you guys have it right away. So that's going to be probably within a week or two at most. Um, it's about time I release it. And it's just um, it's just a story that needs to finish up. And that's the fourth book in the Otherworld Archives. Besides that, I finished up the last short story that was a part of my Kickstarter for my dark fantasy series. And so I was able to finally, you know, close the page on that and say, okay, we finished one Kickstarter and then, you know, I've got another one that I've lined up. That's for later on this year as I get the final touches on that. And that's more of a passion project. It's not horror. So don't, you know, don't go looking for it under my horror belt. But I will say that um, a lot of my readers, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to read it because I think it's it was just a passion project, something from my my childhood that brought a lot of nostalgia. And that's going to be really cool. But besides that, my main focus is going to be on uh, co-writing. So I've got two authors. One just happens to be present with me. I think everybody kind of saw this one coming of us, of us writing a story together. And then, yeah. you know, I have a, another one lined up for right after that. Um, and I think we're going to be either looking at deep space or deep sea. I think that's where we're going to be for... Uh, uh, an, an entire horror series. Um, so think in the vein of Alien, um, Underwater, The Abyss, Sphere, that sort of thing. Maybe some Event Horizon type feel, um, less sci-fi, more space horror. So that is my main focus is, is getting with a couple other authors and really combining our skill sets and, and, and really bringing some cool stories about. So let's, um, well, I got you here. Let's let's talk about uh, this this new book that we decided out of nowhere we're gonna we're gonna do and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make it happen. Yes. Um, so yeah, you mentioned about two authors you're co-authoring with, one of them being me, and then uh, another author. Uh, I too have an, a possible opportunity to work with another author besides you. So uh, we've got a lot coming up, man. It's really cool. I, I, I like these uh, combining forces things. I think it's it can be a lot of fun. Um, 
so anyway, let's talk about this thing. You want to you want to divulge the name of this piece? Yeah, so the name kind of came out of nowhere and it fit perfectly for what we wanted to do. And so the the title of this new this new uh standalone, it's going to be a standalone, I think. Pretty sure, I'd say I'd say the way we want to write it, it's going to be a standalone. Um it's called Slaughter Lake. How perfect. <laughs> Slaughter Lake. I love it, man. Uh, obviously, uh, but such a cool name. Yeah, and it and it fits and the cover is just simple and it's wicked. Um so we're going to be really excited to release that to the, to, to to folks to see and the premise of this book has really been I think something that we want to work on craft-wise. And so we don't talk a lot about craft on this show, but you know, it's good to do so. Craft-wise, my main focus has really been diving into the characters. That's where I want to see myself focusing on this year and and taking even a mundane story and making it awesome because of the characters. And so this one is going to be focused heavily on five characters, two couples, and my favorite character, Fifth Wheel. So Fifth Wheel, good old Fifth Wheel, which we, <laughs> he, he was named Fifth Wheel because we, we named our couples, right? And then, but we kept, still kept uh, referring to this other uh, person as Fifth Wheel, Fifth Wheel. And we we're like, let's just keep it named Fifth Wheel. We, um, I named him the other day. We can always change it, but uh, I figured we, he needed something more than Fifth Wheel. <laughs> good old Fifth Wheel. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it and it fits great. And I love I love the way we designed the character. So we thought about him as uh for people who want to get a little taste, we like him to be um similar to the character. I don't remember if anybody what's that actor's name from Spider Man, the old Spider Man? James Franco. James Franco's character in Spider Man, yeah. Osborne's uh, crazy Osborne's son. Uh I can't remember his name. But anyways. Harry Osborne. Harry Osborne, yeah. So kind of that uh, sly but intelligent, good-looking guy, and um, he's he's got a lot of problems, and so a lot of problems that are under the hood, so we say. Um, but yeah, we're going to be focusing on uh, five people in a cabin. Um, I know the story has been told a hundred times, but I don't think it's been told this way. Uh, I think this is going to be something different. Yeah, and and as we get closer, as we go along, um, you know, for those that are listening, you know. We're going to be giving you a lot of information about our process, a lot of information about how we're coming up with things, um, and some behind-the-scenes stuff that about the stories that can, can be spoilery, I guess, uh, as we go along. I'm sure something will come up that might be somewhat spoilery. We can't talk about it all without you know, giving some of that stuff away. But I think this is going to be kind of cool for you and me and for those that are listening to kind of see what that process is like behind the behind the veil, you know, what's what's going on back there? How do these people come up with these stories and and how do they work together like as we're going to be doing um, to craft a story that people are going to want to read? And I, you know, I I love that kind of idea and I love um, that we're, we're kind of peeling that back a little bit for people to see, but uh, definitely there could be some spoilery things as we talk about and things can obviously change as we're going through the process you know we have an idea and a vision right now but by the time we do our next episode that might be completely different names might be completely changed we might uh, change a character from male to female or whatever you never know but this is kind of that's part of writing right you know that's you start with one thing and sometimes the story takes a different way and you follow that thread until uh, its conclusion and so uh, you know that's I think something that you'll see in some of these podcasts 
until the book is released. And then, of course, we'll have the release. But yeah, I really don't want to go against the grain. You know, once a story, a lot of some folks will ask us, you know, like, do you, do you write an outline or you just, you know, swing from the hip and or shoot from the hip? And to be honest, it, uh, for, for my process might be a little bit different than some folks who, who are pretty rigid. Like I have an outline because I don't like staring at a blank page. So I'll use that as a, especially in this, in this case where we have two authors from two different parts of the country who have got to collaborate together on anywhere between 60 and 70,000 words. We have to be able to agree on that and on the story. And so we have an outline, but it's not a hard and fast outline. As the story gets written, it'll change. You know, we are playing this movie out in our heads. We're playing the story out in our heads and we're combining them and kind of keying off each other's intuition and trying to say, okay, what direction do I think Jay's going to go? Okay, what direction do you think Dave's going to go? And then we're, we're slapping them together and, and hoping that they work. So it's really, really kind of a cool project. Imagine, you know, imagine working on a sculpture, but you have to send it off every time you get done with it to the other person to work on. And, you know, and you have an image in your head of what's supposed to look like. So it's, it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting, but, but definitely a fun process. It cuts the writing down by half, but I think it increases the work by half too. Oh, I, so I agree a hundred percent, you know, um, cause we, we both have our vision of what a story needs to be. Right. And then when I get pieces from you or, or you get pieces from me and we're like, that's not what my vision was, but that's okay. We're here to collaborate. We're not here to, you know, tell just Jay's story or just Dave's story. It's going to be our story. So we have to be able to step back. You know, I, I've got to be able to step back when you're like, oh, you know, um, I, I took the story this way. And I'm like, that's not what I had in mind. But then we work together to hash it out and make sure that the vision is our vision and not your vision or my vision, but ours. And that, you know, we've got a, a I think, a good enough relationship where we can do that. And we're, you know, we've been critiquing each other for a couple of years now. So I, I think we're, we're okay with, you know, you saying, Jay, this is shit. This is not what I had in <laughs> mind. And me the same way, like, Dave, this, uh, this is just not working, man. What this needs to change. And, but we have that relationship, you know, sometimes I think, uh, if you, if you're not that, um, on that kind of level with someone else, it can be different and a different co-writing experiences, uh, can be so different, you know, where, where I've seen some where somebody will pretty much do every part of the outline and then just give it to somebody else and say, you write it. And that's a, that's how they co-write. That's one way to do it. Um, that's not how I've done it in the past. That's not how I prefer to do it. And I don't think that's how you want to do this either. No. So uh, it's just a different kind of collaboration. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't take too much of this to, it's not personal. You know, I know it's not personal. I know it's just something that we want to see the best of where the story can go and unless it's completely out of left wing and we can't work with it. And at that point we just have a discussion about it, which is no big deal. We write fast enough. It's not taking up too much of our lives that we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, we just lost a month's worth of work. I don't think it's ever going to get to that point. Not with the way uh, we write and we write pretty quickly. I'd say, you know, a couple thousand words a day um, pretty consistently. So I'm not too worried at all. It's not like it's my baby and I'm holding on to it. And it has to be done this certain way. I want to tell an awesome sick story. I want people to just, drool over the story and tell all their friends about it. And I can't do that if I'm so rigid about the way the story must be told, because I don't think there's a must when it comes to storytelling. I think it's really what's good and what's not. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when it comes to when you throw another person into the mix, then it just becomes, okay, can we communicate our ideas well enough that we can avoid the mistakes before the issues, the major glaring issues before we even get to them. So we're not 
you know, we're avoiding the whole, hey, you got to delete this last thousand words and redo them, you know, and um, and it also becomes how, how you talk to people, you know, like, hey, man, like, let's, can we talk about this part? Because I don't I'm not really feeling it, but let's talk about it real quick and see what we can do with it. And I think that makes the experience so much more fun, you know, and we want to have fun with it, too. Like every time I know when you're going to write something, I know I'm going to have something cool to look at the next time I open that piece. And so I get a little piece of the story, too. Um, and so I think that's really important in, in that your every time that I get something back from you, I, I get to relearn the story and the direction it's going and your characters and how you're doing it. So that's another thing we, we didn't mention is how we're kind of dividing it up. You know, a lot of people think we might do, you know, 30,000 words a piece, you know, and then hand it to the other person and say, hey, good luck, finish the story. And that's I'm sure that's a way that people do it, but not us. So let's talk about these characters just a little bit. Give, let's give a taste about who they are. Um, and maybe not reveal all the deep stuff, but just kind of give people an image of who these characters are and how we fit into developing them. Yeah, and I, I had to pull up our uh, our spreadsheet here so I could get those details because I don't remember their names yet. I mean, we just Fifth crafted field. them. Um, so our story is going to follow five main characters. I'm sure there's going to be a few others in there, but it's really it's going to be a lot of isolation. You know, a cabin in the woods in uh, northern Wisconsin is where where we're thinking and that's where we want to put all of this so again who knows by the time we write this thing it could be like a cabin in like new mexico who you know who knows but right now um it's a a lakeside cabin in uh, northern wisconsin um and we've got these five friends uh that are going on um a, a reunion trip up to slaughter lake uh something that they've done for used to do on spring break is kind of what we talked about. And so this is about five years or so after graduation from college. And uh, they haven't, they've kind of maybe not been in touch much and um, they're getting together for a reunion. And uh, so we split it up to have the five characters and the two of us uh, taking on a couple and writing their stories so we can interweave it, you know. Um, so we're going to basically have four POVs is, I think, what we were talking about. What's a POV? Uh, POV, point of view. So one oh, chapter okay. will be one person's point of view. Another chapter will be someone else's point of view is kind of what we're planning. And then with our fifth character, I don't think we planned on him having his own point of view. I thought we were looking at maybe it coming from the other four characters. But that's that's kind of our initial thoughts on how we were going to structure this. Yeah, and, and the characters themselves. Um, so we've kind of got a different, several different dynamics here. We've got the individual characters and then how they behave as couples, which we know that if you ever talk to a married couple, they might be a little bit different together than they are <laughs> separate. Yeah, I mean, do so, you want to get into their details or, or what? I, I mean, I do because I, I want to talk about it, but that, I don't. I mean, we because, can. It's. It doesn't matter to me. Well, let's talk in, let's talk in generalities. Let's do generalities. Okay. Um, so, well, let me, let me talk about my characters first because I have, I'm writing from something that I've, I'm uncomfortable with. And so a lot of people know that my characters are normally bad people. I write bad people very, very well. I mean, it, consider my job and what I do. I see it all the time. And so I, I write people with a lot of flaws, you know, and I say bad people. I think it's a spectrum. You get this scale, right? You got good people left, bad people on the right. And somewhere in the middle, everybody is where everybody actually is, you know, and, you know, every time you, every time something goes wrong, you might dance a little towards the right side, you know, towards, towards the wrong side or whatever. But I don't think anybody's inherently good or bad. Um, but I have to write people who would generally be on the morally good side. 
Um, so there are people, I don't know who these people are. I'm not able to judge, but I would say is that the majority of their actions would be towards doing something good. Um, and so that's outside of my spectrum. That's outside of my uh, wheelhouse. I normally don't write a lot of good people in general. I write people who just, it's easier to see the flaws, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's being morose or what, but that's something for me that's really kind of, um, kind of different, you know? And so I get to write people who just, let's talk about all the good things they do, you know? And, but, you know, with that comes some cool secrets. And so the secrets are always important. That's the other part of it I really get to enjoy is that they've got some secrets that really play into the story. And so that's, that's my couple. Um, they're just these, uh, relatively good people, you know, but they got something in the closet. Do you want to share names at all? Or do you want to not do that? No, only cause they can change. Um, I know I, but that's part of the fun is, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. They, they so, probably okay. Will change, yeah. All right. You've got the spreadsheet open. So, so give my characters names cause I, for the love of me, cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, you have Samuel Talls and Rebecca Crow. Um, is your couple. And who do, who do we pick for fifth wheel? <laughs> what Jude, is his name? His name is Jude Parker. So Jude fits. I, I remember seeing that. And I was like, Jude really fits that guy for what we have planned for him. So he's a very special character in our, in our <laughs> yeah. minds. I just refer to him as fifth wheel. And I'm probably going to do that forever. So that's fine. <laughs> um, and then, so then I have a couple that I get to um, work with and, I think you and I kind of thought maybe these this couple would be on a little bit of a darker side, you know. They they too have secrets, but they're they're more known for being a little darker versus your couple. And you know, you've got and the two of them, uh, the the man of the couple, his name is Cade Daniels, and the female is Ella Harlow. And one of the fun things that I like to do when I'm creating characters is I like to find maybe like famous actors or actresses for some of my characters and use them as my model to base it off of. And so mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out who these characters would look like and, and all of that. Um, so I did a little bit of searching and uh, I actually don't know either one of the two that I chose for my characters, but I thought they were great representations of it. So I, I take them and I drop those pictures into the, my documents uh, when I'm working on characters. So for Cade Daniels, there is, I think he's a singer. Uh, his name is Daniel Padilla, I believe is how you pronounce it. So if any of you out there listening know who Daniel Padilla is, that's who I've got in mind for Cade Daniels. Uh, for Ella Harlow, I wanted to try something. Um, uh, I don't have many redhead characters for some reason. I don't know why. So I was like, I want a redheaded uh, character. So I came across Madeline Page. I believe I, again, I, I probably butchered that last name, uh, but I found a picture of her that I dropped in on here that I could use as a visual reference as I'm writing my characters of like who I had in mind when I wrote it. So Madeline Pache is uh, Ella Harlow. And then, of course, you mentioned it at the beginning with our, our fifth wheel guy, uh, Jude Parker, which I think I I think I chose Parker because of the whole Spider-Man thing. Yeah, give a little we throwback. About. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for Jude Parker, of course, um, you know, James Franco is kind of who I had in mind of who that person looked like and kind of his character from the Spider-Man movies is kind of who I had in mind for him. So just to give listeners out there an idea of the process and how we come up with these these folks. Yeah, and mine were and just I complete had, uh, Googles. 
Google searches, man. They're yeah. <laughs> they yeah I, was, I was special. pulling up yours to see see uh, who who you pulled up, and and um, you've got a, a sweet volleyball player for Rebecca, and for Samuel, you've got uh, some Shutterstock photo of a dude with a nice little hair flip going on at the top. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> Justin Timberlake hair flip. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was really important. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like to do that for for my characters. You know, I've done it for other books before. You know, I did that for uh, Dead Blood, for example, just slightly off topic. You know, my uh, vampire's name is Dorian Wilde, which is the combination of Oscar Wilde, who wrote the uh, picture of Dorian Gray. And so I uh, pulled a picture of Oscar Wilde, and that's who I envisioned Dorian to kind of look like was, was Oscar Wilde, because that, that really helps me to write better descriptions. And hopefully that's what comes across to readers. But it's just a fun, fun way to stay engaged to your story and stay um, to make your characters come alive, or at least in my experience. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've never done that, but I did it in this because I saw it on your tabs of the, of the Excel document. Cause I wanted to make sure that you had a good idea of what my characters look like. And so I figured it was better than trying to send you a wall of text about what they look like. And so I was like, Oh, so he's just being nice. You know, he's helping me out. And <laughs> apparently it's a literary process <laughs> well, yeah. that I didn't know anything. Well, yeah, but actually, um, and I, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, of, of you being able to see my characters. So, you know, um, but that's an amazing point, man, where, um, instead of like, all right, this is what the description of my guy looks like. And yeah, that's, that's cool and all, but for you and I to be working off of the exact same visuals for our four characters, I think that's going to be helpful to us, you know, uh, so we have a better grasp on this cast of, that we're working with. Yeah. As far as the characters and the story goes, let's, let's talk just a, a minute here, just a hair here about what we want to accomplish with the story. What type of story are we trying to tell? Are we talking, are we talking, um, a hero's story? Is this about a hero that conquers evil? Is this about, um, is this a, a redemption story? What, what kind of story would you describe this as? Because I think, um, I think readers want to know that. You know, I, I think that's something we we're still somewhat not quite settled on. I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken in, in my head, I kind of think it might be a little bit of a hero story in the end. It, I guess it depends on, on where we're going with it as we get going. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we, you and I talked about a couple different endings, you know, uh, possibilities of how we wanted to end it. Um, so it could be a hero, it could be a revenge story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could be a, well, it will be a lot of death, a lot, a lot of blood will be happening. But I, I, I guess I kind of feel it might be a little bit on the hero side. And I mm-hmm. don't know where, where were you, where were you going at with it? Yeah, kind of, and and so the overall story I think would be a revenge story, but then the individual characters, especially the ones that we're really putting some focus on, I think is probably going to be a hero's journey. You know, a a, a you know a, a a rise up from where they were. So it just depends on which character. I guess it was kind of a trick question, not really, but it depends on which character you look at. But I mean, in in this case, we really want to shine. I think we want to shine the lens on the good conquering evil. Um, and so I think that's kind of the overall feel we should give for it instead of just a slaughter box of people just dying i know the name is slaughter lake but there's a reason for that but and it also it fits the story great but it we do want to say that this is not an extreme horror book let's just make that clear this is not blood and gore for gore's sake this is an actual story with good writing with good um things to say 
other than shock value. So, I mean, I'm not knocking horror or not knocking extreme horror by any means. Um, what I'm saying is that there's, there is a fine difference between the two and we are definitely steering towards just the horror side instead of the extreme horror. So yes, it's maybe, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we haven't written it yet. No. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, anyway, well, <laughs> I, I know well, nothing definitive. Yeah, nothing, nothing definitive though. Let's just keep that in mind. We, um, it's hard to talk about this, man. Number one, because it's not written, and number two, because we don't want to give anything away that's not written. So <laughs> I know, but I think that's going to be fun. I, I want to see how we we continue to do these episodes as the further we get into the project to see um, how much we've stuck to our original plan, how much we've changed, and how much we feel like we can keep giving out as we go along. Cause I, I like to give out some things. So I think it's, it'll be interesting, but we'll see as we go. Yeah. And, and kind of a shameless plug here, but we're, we are going to be doing a massive giveaway, I think as part of this, because just to celebrate the two of us coming together after almost three years, we've been doing this writing thing together, man. And not once have we put something together and said, let's, let's write a story. And we finally got to a point where we talked about it. And we're like, all right, let's, let's, let's buy a cover. And let's make it real. So we've got a cover. It's got both of our names on it. This story is happening. So, you know, with that comes cause to celebrate. So I think we're going to, we're going to do some uh, big book giveaways. I've got signed copies galore. I'm giving away. We're going to give away a couple Kindles. Like we're, we're going to make this happen. So if you're listening to this, just know that if you hear Slaughter Lake, you start seeing stuff about Slaughter Lake, we're going to make it big. It's really, really, it's going to be really cool because um, we yeah. want to celebrate. We want to celebrate as much as uh, as we can because for us, this is a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun for us to give out to other people. Oh, for sure, man. I, I'm super excited about that. I, I know, you know, I've been talking about doing the giveaway to kind of bring some attention to it and to celebrate it. Um, and, and man, I cannot wait till we start kicking this out because it's, We'll probably start that up, I would imagine, somewhat, I don't know about soon, but I know we're going to start talking more about it as we go along, you know, and I don't, we'll be revealing the cover at some point. It's done. Uh, I actually got the final one, final version of it just today, actually. Uh, so we, we can release that at any time we want. So we're just holding on to it for now because it is a sweet cover. And I, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's got such a, a cool look to it, you know, it, you and I both, after looking at a ton of different covers, realizing the style that we wanted for this, and I think I think the designers nailed it. I think we're going to be in good shape with this. Yeah, I think we went through a couple thousand covers that one night um, over the course of an hour. <laughs> it, felt, like we just, it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just flipping through the pages, like 25 per page. Like we, I think we looked at like close to a couple thousand. But yeah, so it feels like we've looked at a lot, and then we saw one, we're like, ooh, that's... That's it, you know, and it, it didn't take much for us to key us for us both to key on it. So, yeah. So let's let's talk about some more celebrations, man. We got cool stuff coming up in the, later this year, um, and then we got some co- cool coming up next year. So let's talk about those a little bit. What's happening in November, man? All right. So once again, you and I are going to be at Twenty Books Vegas. And for those that don't know, um, there's this massive Facebook group, which I think is. I don't know, maybe 50,000 members strong by now. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When I joined it, it was at 19,000 something. Um, but it's a Facebook group for indie authors uh, that really focuses and keys in on the marketing side of stuff. Uh, where they host a huge convention in Vegas every year. Um, and then where you learn a lot about craft, learn a lot about marketing, and there's a ton of networking. Um, mm-hmm. But also they do an author signing day on that Friday where you can set up and sell books. And so you and I will be sharing a table in Vegas. Oh, shit. I'm supposed to be there? 
Uh, yeah, you need to be there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, we, so the other cool part about this, I, I know some people might be like, oh, why do we, you know, why should we care about this, this indie author event? The cool part about it is, is that a couple things is that, you know, I've been in a couple of different lines of businesses and this is by far one of the coolest and nicest. Everybody here is, is determined to help everybody else rise up and to make this writing thing uh, a reality. So I'm communicating that with you guys as you're listening to this right now is that we work as indie authors. We work in a collaborative environment where we are doing everything we can to raise up the other person. We have positive attitudes about everything. And those people that don't, we get rid of them really quickly. You know, this is, this is not the type of business where we want to drag each other's down when we spent our, our blood, sweat and tears into writing cool stories and just, and, and making something from nothing. So we do not drag each other down. We don't bash each other. We don't let it happen. And the group is very good about policing its own. And so that's one of the things I just love about this business line is that it's just non-confrontational, you know? And so 20 Books Vegas is a non-profit uh, event. And except for us on that Friday where we can sell books in person. And so Jay and I were the only two horror authors um, there last year. And so that's something that was really kind of cool to see is that everybody else was kind of jam-packed trying to figure out their their spots. You know, the sci-fi had huge sections. Romance was massive, you know, and and... But us, we just me and you, man, and we had a cool looking booth. I'll tell you what, like our, I think we still got some photos up um, from before, but we had a cool looking booth. We did. It was, uh, it was nice. You know, we there was a ton of fantasy authors, ton of sci-fi, a lot of lit RPG, um, and fan. I mean, um, romance, of course, a lot of romance, a couple of thrillers, um, and other genres. But we talked about it on a previous podcast, I think, early on. Um, horror authors are very hard to find. We did get to meet uh, Eric Henry Vick, which was amazing. Great mm-hmm. guy. But he wasn't set up for the um, author signing event. I think you and I were the only two horror authors set up for it. If there were other ones, I didn't, I didn't see them. Um, but it's open to the public. So anybody can go to this event. Um, and it's just it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I did just hear back from Boar's Basic today. He got a letter of recommendation or a, an invite, an official invite letter from 20 Books Vegas, which is really cool. Um, the owner of 20 books or the founder, Craig Martell actually wrote the letter himself so that he can get a visa to come over, um, from Serbia to oh, come really? to this. Yeah. And so I'm trying to arrange with him, see if I need to ship some of his books to my house or whatever. So he can go to the author signing too, but him and his nice. fiance are going to try and make it, make it over here. He has to get a visa approved, which is really tough from Serbia, but I think he's going to be there too. And so I told him, said, Hey man, like beers on me, you know, come meet the crew. Like <laughs> let's, let's, cause that is the other author I'm going to be doing a series with, I think. And, and um, so him and I have been in contact about that. So, yeah, so I did get confirmation. He got that letter, which increases his chances of getting that that um, temporary visa exponentially. So um, and then the other thing at Vegas, we host a um, and, I, and I say I host, but I mean, I was the one who just started the page for it. But we're doing um, we do the author uh, meetup for the horror. So if we have any other horror authors that are going to meet us there in Vegas, I know we have other horror authors listen to our podcast. I'm the host of it. I haven't picked a location yet, but I think we're going to do something instead of just dinner this time. I think we're going to do something crazy. Like we should do like a, like a, uh, I'm sure they've got a haunted house we can go through. I'm sure they've got, um, dude, I would not go through oh, that. Oh, come on, dude. I we're going to do it together. You that. <laughs> I promise you, I would not go through that. Oh, I'll, you, I'll hold purses and cell phones as everyone goes. Through. I am not going can in. Can you imagine the production value though out of Vegas? It's going to be incredible. Exactly. The hell I'm not going in that thing. <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll just maybe we'll do an escape room or something. Oh, and so here, 
So this is uh, kind of funny. The romance authors went to a Magic Mike show, which is a strip show for, for uh, I don't know if it's entirely stripping, but it's pretty close to stripping for, you know, for uh, of, of men on stage. And and uh, and so I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, well, we got to do something thematic. You know, we got to do something that's horror author related. So, of course, we got to go to a haunted house. I mean, come on. But Jay's going to be outside holding my purse. So I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, I will. I'll hold your purse, man, all day long. I'm not going in that, that thing. <laughs> We, we've we've already discussed this early on in in the in the podcast. That hell, I, those things scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I guess it's one of the same. I'm like, hey man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get you drunk, you know. And it's like I'm just gonna get you drunk, and we're gonna go to a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need a lot of alcohol because that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on to number two man let's move on to the and this is the second event that we're doing and so we kind of put together i guess a little itinerary i just kind of thought about it and we're like you know this 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 can work you know save us some money and save us some time and, and be able to hang out so uh what's the second event we're doing this is next year 2023 march of this of next year yeah the very end of march first part of april of uh 23 you and i are both going to be at scares that cares author con two in Williamsburg, Virginia. This past year, they had the very first one. I know they have Scares That Care weekend throughout the year. But this was their very first author con, and it was an amazing event that just had, it was a who's who of the indie horror scene. Um, just amazing. And you and I, I, I know we both were like, holy shit, look at this. Like, look at all of these authors and just, mm-hmm. it looked like such an amazing time. And so we uh, both jumped in on this. And we're going to be going uh, next year and we're going to, you're coming from Texas and I'm from Illinois. And for some stupid reason, I thought it was like an eight hour drive. I'm like, sweet, cool. (laughs) Then I looked it up again and it's like 13. I was like, oh, this kind of sucks, but I'm still going to do it. Um, You know, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And then I think we talked about you flying in here to where I live here in Illinois and then us uh, carpooling it all the way over to Virginia. So. Yeah, I think that'll be easier. Yeah, the we'll split the drive in half if we need to in six hours, and we split the cost of gas, and we split the cost of hotel, and just kind of, and and so why so why scares that care? Let's talk about that because the message behind scares that care is really important too, and that's kind of why I jumped on board because of what it, what scares that care the author weekend and author cons what they do. So talk about a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, it's a charity. It's they raise money for. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But isn't it for like burn victims? Or, yeah, or, burn victims, and then um, I think rape victims as well. Yes, because it was started by an ex police officer, mm-hmm. um, and then um, just working with. Uh, I think Brian Keane is has been around since the beginning. I think he's been heavily involved from um, the beginning to kind of organize this. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing and raising a lot of funds for some really good causes. Yeah. So we'll be able to be present at that. I like charity events as much as I can do. And and knowing how much the cost is going to be for just Jay. And, and I said, you know what? I don't have any plans for events scheduled early next year. And so I said, all right, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's make a carpool happen. Well, it's, a th- it's a three-day event from my understanding. It's three days? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be one of the longest cons that I've ever seen because I've never been to uh, a full-size con like that before. I've never even done a day one. Actually, the first author signing I ever did was at 20 Books last year. That's the first time. Yeah, I've got another big one coming up in September, actually. I'm going to plug this really quick while we're talking about these. Um, But I have one in St. Louis in September called PendCon. 
and it is uh, that one is for charity as well. It's for Action for Autism, and it's been around for eight or nine years, something like that. Uh, it's a three day event. Day one, which is Thursday, is more of like an author education event where they bring in different speakers and they'll talk about um, craft or marketing. It's kind of a very small one day Vegas type, you know, uh, 20 books Vegas type of thing. Um, so you can sign up and go to different classes. There's networking opportunities. They always have amazing after parties in the evening, you know, where they'll have like a lip sync battle or um, just different things or a VIP uh, party with VIP readers and all the authors. Uh, it's such a cool event. And it, it is it does skew a little bit more towards romance um, authors, but uh, there are sci-fi and there's horror and there's um, fantasy. Uh, you know, I, I've gone to it two two times now, and it's been a little bit since I've gone, and so I'm really looking forward to it. And it's a so you, you've got the one day on Thursday was more just for the authors only, but then Friday and Saturday are the two big selling days. You know, and it's these two giant ballrooms full of authors and i've seen uh readers go to this event with a wagon a wagon <laughs> to just buy as many books as possible and it's just it's crazy and i have found some really loyal readers in this group where um it just i you know i the last time i went i had a um it was uh i had an author or a, a reader come running up to my table i was like facing an open aisle like there's two aisles of tape the chair or tables and i'm against the wall facing out and this uh this girl she comes running down the aisle to my table and um, she wanted me to sign a cop or she wanted to buy a copy of the dark sacrifice and had me sign it for her and she was telling me how she absolutely loved the book and she was reading it in bed one night and her husband was like hey it's time for us to go to bed and she's like no no i need to finish this and he's like no we need to go you know it's we got to get up early or whatever we got to get to you know it's, it's it's that time she's like no i need to finish reading this so she stayed up to finish reading the book and i was like i got it in the middle of a marriage this is awesome <laughs> I, I caused marital problem no but it was so cool but um and so i i, I love this event it's it's got some uh, amazing um authors that go to it and the, the people that come visit it are so cool and I'm looking forward to it. So it's, it's, um, it's going to be fun. It's in September called PenCon and it is, um, again, it's another charity event, but this one's for action for autism. That's awesome, man. And I, I love to hear these stories, you know, about people connecting with us. I get, one of the things I do is I get fan mail, handwritten fan mail. I have a PO box. I'm like, Hey, send me mail and I will send you a letter back. You know, so any time, any chance I get to really connect on that other level with my readers is really, really important. So that's, um, that's a good, that's a good way to end this, this, uh, this episode, man. So thank you for that story. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I hope they're still together after that. Um, <laughs> I'll find out in, in, in September. I hope. <laughs> She's going to come up and run up and hit you this time. <laughs> or her um, husband would be like, it was you, you mother effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that name. <laughs> oh, you read my books? No. <laughs> All right, folks. So look for us in Vegas in 20 books this year. We'll have some more information on that. Look for us at Scares That Care. Look for, for Jay at PenCon later on this year. So we'll, we'll be out and about. Just keep in touch with us. We'll be here. Um, let's hopefully get this episode coming to you uh, pretty soon. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dave Vergoose, uh, and you're listening to the Nightmare Engine Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Jay Bauer. 
Jay Bauer. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Nightmare Engine podcast with your hosts, horror authors David Virgutz and Jay Bauer, where nothing is off limits, nothing is safe, and neither are you.